On this tour of Disney Conversations, we welcome back our missing tour guide, Mindy Muir. We also chat about some of the iconic voices of the Disney Company. We talk about voices from the animated features as well as some from the parks. We couldn't talk about all the voices as that would be an incredibly long show. But if there's someone we miss that you want to let us know about, please feel free to chime in on the Disney Conversations Facebook page. Now, let's get this show moving. All aboard! Tourists, welcome back to Disney Conversations. I'm your host, Matthew Wallace, and, well, we have a sojourner that's wandered into the studio today, and we're really glad to have her back. Please welcome our tour guide, Mindy Muir. How are you, magical Matthew? I am doing good. I'm glad to be back. It's been a road, but it's good. Good road. Well, you sound good. You look good. I'm really glad to have you here today. It's almost like a family reunion in my mind. I know it is. You you and I go way back. Yes, and all we need is Diane (laughs) to make the family complete, but we'll have her back in a couple weeks. That's right. I just want to take a little bit of a detour from our normal discussions about the parks, although we'll work the parks into the discussion, I'm sure. I don't want people to think that Disney Conversations is just about the parks, even though that's kind of where all of our strengths lie. But we all started loving Disney before we got to the parks, most likely. I know I did. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of pick a subject that would hopefully be a little more fun, a little more informative. Will it be structured? Probably not. Is anything we do here ever that structured? But I wanted to talk about some of the voices that we hear. And some of them cross over both in movies and in the parks. And it's really kind of cool to see how that all comes together. But I want to talk about these just because we hear the voices. And I know some of us, the first time I went to Magic Kingdom back in 1982, I heard these voices. I'm like, where do I know these voices from? I know I've heard them before. Turns out they're some of the more popular voiceover actors of all time so i thought this would be kind of a cool subject for us to get into what do you think yeah i think it sounds fun it's a really cool one well and if you don't mind i I know i normally like to do ladies first but i really want to start this off because i have a feeling i'm gonna knock one out for both of us right off the bat Uh uh-oh okay go for it (laughs) and it's not just one character it's an ensemble of characters Mm -hmm. from what i think is one of yours, I know it's one of my favorite groups of characters, and that's Pooh and his friends. Oh, yep. You got it. You know, I love all the characters in that. And when I got to digging into who all the voices were, I knew some of them. I didn't realize how many of them I actually knew till I dug into the background on this. Now, we all know that Pooh was originally voiced by Sterling Holloway. He had a very distinctive voice. He was also one of Walt Disney's favorite voiceover actors, I believe, because he shows up in a lot of other animated features for Disney. Right. So I love that he has that iconic voice. But some some of the other crew members I found, there were two Andy Griffith alums who voiced characters in the original Winnie the Pooh. Did you know that? I didn't. Okay, the first one I'm going to talk about is Hal Smith. 
Oh, yes. Not you that You may know him about. more as Otis. Yep. I also know him as Mr. Whitaker from the radio series Adventures in Odyssey. Right. He was the original Mr. Whitaker, and when he died, that show went into a little bit of a hiatus trying to replace his voice. And then there's also Howard Morris, who was Ernest T. Bass in the Andy Griffith show, and he voiced the gopher. So I really like those. But my favorite voice of them all is provided by the incomparable Paul Winchell. And we all know him as T-I-double-G-U-R. <laughs> That's right. Tigger is my all-time favorite Pooh character. I don't know why. Maybe just because he's so much fun. I really love how Paul Winchell voiced it. And I didn't know it was Paul Winchell. He, he hosted a kid's game show on Saturday mornings. I think it was on, on NBC, if I remember. I don't remember the name of the show. But I got to hear all the different voices he had inside of him. That man was amazing. Right. So when I found out that he was the voice of Tigger, I was even more interested in the character. Some of the other names for Pooh were Clint Howard, who is Ron Howard's brother. He voiced Rue. Barbara Luddy, who was a Disney favorite, was Kanga. John Fiedler was Piglet. And that's not a name you might regularly know, but he has a voice that you recognize, but you may not be able to put a name to it. Uh huh. One of the Disney animators, Ralph Wright, was the voice of Eeyore. He continued after that to animate other projects for Disney. Uh, Junius Matthews voiced Rabbit. And Bruce Reitherman, who was the son of the director, Wolfgang Reitherman, was Christopher Robin. And then the original three Pooh stories were narrated by Sebastian Cabot. Now, when you look at that ensemble cast of voice characters, that's like an all-star list, if you all, ask me. All-star lineup, right. Famous people. Good one. And, you know, most of the Pooh voices now are done by Jim Cummings, and that guy kind of worries me. I think he might have uh, multiple personalities in there or something, because he's got so many voices that come yeah. out of him. I just got to wonder what he's like. But, I mean, he even voiced the character's in the Christopher Robin movie, the live action version. So congratulations to him for doing that. But I think a lot of people would say that Pooh and Friends are definitely some of their favorite characters. Yeah, I think that's... I, Winnie the Pooh is such an iconic uh, sound and that just carries over. It just reminds you of your childhood. Yes. And it's finding the right one to take that spot because that's a hard voice to to do. It's pretty hard. It really is. All right. So, Mindy, where are you taking us? Who, who are we going to listen to? Okay. So, this one is kind of, I, I'm all about voices, and we're going to go straight to the top. You probably had it written down. I don't know. <laughs> but that belongs to the infamous voice of Mickey Mouse. Yep. So, Mickey Mouse, if we all know the story, he is an animated cartoon, but... He was not drawn by Disney. Of iWorks created Mickey Mouse. And they needed a sound bite. So they did Plain Crazy. It didn't go anywhere. And then a few years later, they did this Steamboat Willie. Well, they added sound to Steamboat Willie. And Mickey needed to talk. So none other than the best of Walt Disney himself mm -hmm. took the role to make the voice of Mickey Mouse. 
So when we hear Mickey's iconic voice, it's not obviously Walt now, but Walt did it for years and did the voice for Mickey. And now um, that's taken over, but the, the sound of Mickey Mouse doesn't get any better than the legend himself of Walt Disney. So yeah, I love that story. I know there have been other people do it since he died. Yep. But you're right. Having him make the initial recordings for that just really kind of drives home how important Mickey is to the entire Disney setup. Right. So Walt Disney voiced Mickey from 1928 to 1962. And then for one year in there, Carl Stalling and Jimmy McDonald or Carl Stalling took over in 1929. And then Jimmy McDonald, Wayne Alwyn, who we probably know the most of, and that's our childhood from 77 to 2009. And then Bert Iwen took over. Mm-hmm. But what we, as of present now, Disney has Chris. It's hard to say because it's a big one, but I've seen <laughs> videos on him. It's Chris Diamatopoulos. I think that's how you say it. Chris Diamatopoulos. But he started doing, and he's so good at it. He's so good at doing his voice. He's been doing Mickey's voice since 2013 in all the films for Disney. And he's like spot on. You can't, it's hard to tell him apart from Walt. Right. And it's amazing. And I just think, you know, Walt gave him that torch and said, carry it along, my friend. Mm -hmm. But I I really like the voice of Mickey Mouse. I agree. I probably should have started with that, but I kind of wanted to leave that one for you because I know how important (laughs) it is. Yeah, Mickey's my boyfriend. (laughs) One of my favorite classic actors voices two characters in Peter Pan. And they're the only two characters in Peter Pan I'm going to talk about. So if you've got some of the other ones, feel free to jump in. He voiced both George Darling and the iconic Captain Hook. Oh, they are the same person. I didn't know that. And the actor's name was Hans Conried. Now, he did a lot of voices. I think he did more than just Peter or Peter Pan for Disney, but he did other voices as well. But I remember him in a weird, probably B-level horror movie called The Twonky, T-W-O-N-K-Y. If you can find that anywhere, go ahead and give it a watch. It won't, it might be an hour and a half or two hours you can't get back, but it'll be all right. <laughs> I just, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's about a, a television that moves around and follows him and drives him crazy, basically. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it was. You could tell by the way he even did Captain Hook. I mean, he really emoted the parts that he was the voice for. You uh-huh. could see that he was buying what he needed to sell. He wanted you to hate Captain Hook, but love him at the same time. He really did a good job, I think of voicing and and I we probably all remember Captain Hook better than we do George Darling but he really took it to heart he made the part his and anytime I see Captain Hook whether it's on TV in a movie or on a float at one of the parks Hans Conried's voice is the one that I hear even with the making of Hook many years later with Robin Williams Dustin Hoffman oh yes Even though Dustin Hoffman was doing the talking, he seemed to, in my mind, emulate Hans Conried to some degree. He tried to match the vocal tones, I think, to make it more believable. And it worked. 
at least in my mind it did so how about you you got anything else with uh peter pan i don't have anything else i that's a hard one i know i'm not sure her name i didn't do any research on that i, mm-hmm. I thought the other side but the the lady who did um she didn't talk but she was drawn after her the tinkerbell girl mm-hmm. she just passed away but she didn't have a voice that's true <laughs> That's Tinkerbell she never said sparkle. one word. <laughs> I know, right? My kind of girl. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, going back to the iconic films like that, I think Peter Pan really takes us back to our childhood, if you will. Because when you hear Peter or you hear Captain Hook, especially, mm-hmm. I think that says a lot about who he is and bringing that voice to the table. I, I just love him. Yeah. Such a good voice. Yep, definitely. Yeah, he's a he's a good one. So who else you got? Okay, so this one, okay, this is this is kind of out there. He's actually my dear friend. So if you've ever, I know we're not talking about the parks, but in Elms, but voices say a lot. Yes. And sometimes we don't put like you hear them. You hear Peter Pan's voice. You hear Mickey Mouse. Sometimes you don't know who to put the face to the name, right? Well, this is a very special person. His name is Bill Rogers and mm-hmm. his wife, Camille Dixon, as well. They do the voice of Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. Bill has been doing it for 25 years. He took over after the other guy, um, Croak. No, what's his name? I'm sorry. I just lost the name. But he's been doing the voice of Disneyland, doing the announcements and being able to, hi, welcome to the show. Oh, Jack Wagner. That's yeah. right. He preceded Jack Wagner in 1991. So he's been doing it for a long time and he records the various PA announcements through the park. And even not just Disneyland, but he does it for Disney World and Tokyo Disney Resort. So when you're walking around and you hear, welcome to Disneyland, you know, or good night, everyone. Thank you for coming. And mm-hmm. he does all those voices and you hear look turn your head to main street where you will see the you know fireworks above the sky it's a soothing voice and he definitely so he works out of his if this is kind of a cool story he just records out of his uh recording studio he has in his house and his wife camille does the park across the way the esplanade of disney Mm -hmm. california adventure so she does the voice there. Same kind of idea, the PA announcements, but it's, hi, welcome to Disney California Adventure. Good morning. And sometimes they'll do it together. But that voice, when you walk in and in any park, you can go to Disney World and you'll hear it there too. But when you walk into the parks and you hear that voice, there's a there's a face behind that. And it's it's a really cool story to know that they're husband and wife and they do it together. And it's a very welcoming voice as well, both of them. Very much so. You know, when I hear it at Magic Kingdom at Disney World, it gives me a feeling of being home. It helps drive that feeling for me. Boom. That's exactly what I was trying to say. It does. It makes you feel home. And sometimes I'll even get a little teary-eyed to hear those little announcements. Mm -hmm. They really do. They really do encapsulate the Disney feeling. And you walk through that and you hear their little announcements. You're like, oh, that's Disney. You know, and those, because you you grew up with those. And even on the Disney Channel, yes. there would always be those PA announcements that they would do. Hi, welcome to Disney. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. But 
they they really do scream Disney, and I just I just love them. I, I hats off to them. They've got a great job. Right. And how much fun is it to be able to record the Disney voices in your own studio house? I'm gonna kind of talk about two at one time, and the reason is, and I am going into the parks on this one for the most part because they are in multiple attractions inside. Oh, the parks. which ones? Paul Freeze and Thurl Ravenscroft. They both voice characters at Pirates of the Caribbean and the Haunted Mansion. I can't remember exactly where else Paul Freeze might be because I'm pretty sure that those aren't the only two attractions. I think he may also be in the Tiki Room, but I know for sure that Thurl Ravenscroft is also in the Tiki Room. He's the voice of Fritz. Oh, yes. And he's also, if you remember, the bison buff, the head on the wall at Country Bear Jamboree. Uh-huh. That's also Thurl Ravenscroft. Now, Thurl Ravenscroft has history with Disney in that he has voiced or sung a little bit of something and a lot of animated features, most notably Pinocchio, Dumbo, or Alice in Wonderland. He's in all of those. He also has the Aristocats, and there are a few others as well. For those of us in our generation, we know Thurl Ravenscroft more as Tony the Tiger. He was the original voice. And I love him. They're great. Yep. <laughs> and one. he also sung the theme song for How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That's right. He was a very low bass. You're the mean one. He Mr. is known Grinch. for singing in some gospel groups in his younger days. Those are just two people. And. I don't know. I'm pretty sure Paul Freeze has some kind of a nod at Haunted Mansion. I've never actually found it. Okay, so what it is, he's one of the busts, if I understand right. So Yeah, both of them did that, that. Yeah, but I don't know of another nod in there. If there's another one, I'm not sure. But And some people think that like it, it's a rumor that when you go on that attraction and you see him, it's his, it, that's him. It's you know Tony the Tiger guy. Yeah. But and he's got that low baritone voice, but he looks a lot like Walt Disney. So people get him confused with right. him, like, oh, Walt Disney's on the bus. <laughs> nope, that's not Walt Disney. <laughs> that's, <No>. <laughs> that's Ravencraft. Yeah. He does look a lot like him, though. But if you actually walk through the entire queue for Haunted Mansion at Magic Kingdom, there's an organ out there that you can actually sort of play. It's, it's touch sensitive and it plays notes. And it's called a Ravenscroft organ. Oh. And that's one of the, I try to stop at that whenever I can. Although the last couple of times I've been down there, they haven't been using the entire queue, which is why you when you go to line up at the Haunted Mansion, you're probably standing out in the middle of Liberty Square because they're not using the entire queue. It's either Lightning Lane or Standby, but they're, they're not using the switchbacks, at least the last couple of times uh-huh. I've been there. So takes a little longer but yeah so thorough ravenscroft there paul freeze i'm sure there are some other names in there but those are the ones that really pop out to me mm-hmm. paul freeze if you've ever seen the show christmas time santa claus is coming to town paul freeze oh. is the burger meister meister burger yes that's one of my favorite cartoons we watch it all the time or at, at home yeah it reminds me of disney i don't know why it just does but it's it it seems disney-ish you know, it does type of thing, but it just it just says Christmas all over it. Yes, it does. So that's one of the voices you may know for Paul Freeze. There, 
He did a lot of other shows along that lines. I didn't dive in deep enough to get a list of all of them because I didn't want this to drag on forever. <laughs> but I just want to give a nod to both of those voices because they are iconic. They are a big part of what goes on in the Disney attractions. And I, and I just wanted to make sure we mention those. So if you're swinging it back to me, mm-hmm. the next one has to do with Walt Disney World, but not a theme park. It has to do with, the, well, a couple. I guess it could tie into the theme parks. It does. But he says the infamous line, please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, mantengas alejado de las puertas. Mm-hmm. And that is for the Walt Disney World monorail. And that's Jack Wagner. But he worked through 1925 to 1995 as a radio personality. But he also was the PA for Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So that was before Bill. Right. But he also did the safety spiels for the Matterhorn bobsleds. So it says, and maybe you haven't been on the bobsleds, but when you get off or you get on, you have to wait for the bobsled and it'll say, remain seated, please. Mm-hmm. And then our version that we hear in Spanish is permanencer sesentados, por favor. So he says that it's got on t-shirts just like the Disney World monorail, the por favor mantengas alejados de las puertas. It means please stand clear of the doors. So I don't know why, but the Spanish version is so much fun that it ends up on t-shirts and there's a voice behind those t-shirts. Right. <laughs> and that is our famous Jack Wagner. He does a lot of, I mean, that's kind of classic. You just can't go wrong with those spiels. And he does a lot of voice acting, or he did in his time. Mm-hmm. But he's best known for the Disneyland and Disney World announcements. And I think that's really cool because it does go back to both parks and uh, hearing them on the attractions as well. Well, and I want to point out that this Jack Wagner is not the Jack Wagner from General Hospital. <laughs> no, not the same guy I heard at all. somebody on another <laughs> podcast say it was, and I'm like, what? I started scratching my head. You're like, wrong info, uh, wrong yeah, info. Exactly. And what's bad for me is I listen to the I listen to other podcasts, not just our own. Right. Uh, while I'm driving my bus. Yeah. I tend to talk back to them. So the people around me probably think I'm nuts. They're like, What the heck are you talking to? Exactly. But I don't <laughs> care. Funny. I am nuts. So it's you know, that keeps them away from me. <laughs> No, it just proves that, that I'm in the wrong place. I really need to be at Disney driving a bus because that's where I would have a whole lot of fun. Right. I just wanted to point that out because that can be confusing. It confused me briefly when I heard somebody say that. <laughs> it would. I think it would confuse anybody. I'm going to modern things up just a little bit. Okay. Let's talk about Toy Story. Ooh, good one. The two biggest names, Tom Hanks. Tim Allen. Very good. I don't think there's anybody else. In fact, I'm going to go so far as to say the entire original cast for Toy Story couldn't have been any better. You're so right. I I think I've even heard Tom Hanks and Tim Allen both say they love these characters so much. I mean, Tim Allen showed up at the opening of Toy Story Land when they opened it at Hollywood Studios. He came down and addressed the crowds. Yeah. Because he loves the character so much. He enjoys the movies. I don't think Toy Story would have been any better. I think it would have been actually worse had anybody else voiced those two characters. 
I think that's very true. Your turn. <laughs> oh, my turn. We're already back. Yeah. That was I, fast. I just got some quick shots here. Okay, so I'm going to swing it back then because here's the thing. If you're talking Toy Story, let's talk cars. If you're saying, Absolutely. you know, those two, two the, the, the Toy Story voices are great. Mm-hmm. Well, so are the cars because we've got infamous Owen Wilson who plays Lightning McQueen and Larry the Cable Guy who plays Mater. So get her done. Get her done. And the fun part is, is now there's a Cars Land at Disney California Adventure. And it literally... I am dying to see that. It is exactly like the film. It's the coolest place on the planet. And you can go see Mater himself and go see Lightning McQueen. And they actually had them voice it over. And there's a there's a Mater attraction. So where you can ride the tractors and go tractor tipping. <laughs> it's so cute. You get on the tractors and Larry the Cable Guy sings songs as you zip around on these little tractors. And it's so cute. But they, they at the end, when you get off the tractors, they'll moo and they'll like sound like they're falling over. It's really <laughs> fun. It, it just makes you giggle. It really does. And the voices are always there and they're just surrounded. It's really cool to bring that magic out of the film and have it in the parks. But it's just a classic voice of pure magic of Disney Pixar. Well, and just to show the pull of something like this, I mean, they were talking about racing. They snagged Paul Newman to voice Doc Hudson. And Paul Newman right. that too. has gone out and raced cars before. He's had his own racing teams. And that's so, so it fits cool. That's that what he it's would a perfect move into fit. a movie like this. Yeah. Yeah, it was a perfect fit for that. I mean, you got perfect Tony Shalhoub, you got Cheech Marin. There are a lot of good names in Doing here. Doing the voices. Yeah. I got to bring this one up. Might make us cry a little okay. bit. Okay. All right. Robin Williams. Got? Yeah, he's a good one. You know, he originated the role of the genie on Aladdin. We've all heard the stories how yeah. Disney just basically gave him an idea of what they wanted to do with the genie, put a microphone in front of him, let him go, and then drew the character around what Robin Williams did as a voice. Incredibly talented person i'm not going to talk about anything other than how talented he was because i want to celebrate the people we're talking about and robin williams not only voiced the genie but he also did a few attractions in the parks that's true i want i i just wonder if with everything that that he did where disney was concerned did they use that same approach all the way through that they just tell him this is what we want to do in this attraction. Do something. We'll make it work. Because it's my understanding Maybe. that he was very difficult to rein in. <laughs> yeah. I believe Timekeeper was one of the ones that he voiced. I never actually oh, got to see really? that attraction. I didn't know but that. I'm pretty sure he's in that one. And there's a video he did with Walter Cronkite at Hollywood Studios. And I can't remember what the attraction was for that. But they were talking about what it was like to be animated and everything. And first of all, I've got the fit. Robin Williams had a great deal of respect for Walter Cronkite. And I think he uh-huh. may have actually been awed a little bit to be in the presence of that man. Oh, right. Like everything else, Robin Williams, when it came to performing, he did what he had to do. And I think we'll always remember his role as the, as the genie. There's no way we could forget that. None, right? He's iconic. Yeah. 
that that it's it's a hard one, but we we gotta love them for it. You know, mm-hmm. mental illness is a big struggle. So if the listeners are having issues, please reach out because there's always someone there. So thank you for that one. I'm gonna kind of stay in the same vein, but that goes to and he's pretty iconic. It's our ever loving Sully in Monsters Inc. When we say John Goodman. He knocks it out of the park with Sully. Sully, you just want to hug him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just want to hug him. And he, and again, he got a, he has his own attraction and they used his voice in there. I just think it's a lot of fun. We got to get you over to Disneyland so you can experience all of these. They pulled them from all these films and made move and rides into them. So but yeah, that's that's a good one for me. I'm I'm a big fan of John Goodman and him uh him working his Sully character. He was also in uh, Emperor's New Groove, and he did play Baloo in Jungle Book too. So I do remember that he did have a little bit more than than just uh, you know. And Sully, I actually thought he did a, a pretty good voice. job in Jungle Book too, considering whose shoes he was trying to fill. Right, you know, because that's a big bridges to fill. Yeah, that was Phil Harris that yeah. did that originally, and again, another iconic voice. He had a tendency to show up in a lot of animated movies for Disney. In that time frame, I think he was also in the Aristocats, if I remember correctly. To fill Phil's shoes, I had to be careful with that. My tongue was getting in the way. I think John Goodman did a very good job emulating the character that he created with Baloo and carrying it on. I, yeah. Really? Yeah, I agree. So that's a good one. Yes. Yeah. It's a, I'm a big fan. And, you know, as we get into the more modern era of Disney... We actually know more of the voices because they're voices that we've seen or heard for a number of years. Uh, we just recently lost Angela Lansbury from Beauty and the Beast. We also had Jerry Orbach from Beauty and the Beast, who also does one of the voices, I believe, in the Tiki Room. You've got those two voices, along with David Ogden Stiers and a couple others, bringing together Beauty and the Beast in a way that just, it puts a smile on our face, sometimes a little tear in our eye. I, I love that movie. Me too. It's a great classic. I remember going to see it Me in the too. film theaters. Like, I, I love it. I remember the day I went to see that. How about you? Anything else? Okay. Well, I think my last one goes out to a nod of, you know, we're going back to the olden times, but the good old Alice. Her name's Catherine Beaumont. So Catherine was a professional singer dancer, the daughter of the excuse me, the daughter of professional singer dancer, and Catherine Beaumont first appeared in the 1940s as a child actor for MGM. But at 10 years old, Walt Disney chose her to voice his adaptation of Adventures in Wonderland, and that's Alice. And she voiced Wendy Darling in Peter Pan, though. So she continued to be a voice character until 2005 when she retired from acting. All those years, she did voices. She was chosen for her voice, which Walt described as English enough to satisfy British audiences, but not so English to put off Americans. (laughs) So she just was in the middle. She had a really soft voice, and she served as the live-action reference. So they actually had her go in and be the live action and they draw her out and go, okay, this is how we're going to draw Alice. So Alice is actually drawn after her 
And that was when, you know, supervising animator Mark Davis gave the guidelines to animating Alice. So it's really cool. Her expressions and movements and everything she had, but it's her voice, which had that preteen feel. So she had that dainty voice of an 11-year-old. It's just adorable. And that's our good friend, Catherine Beaumont. I'm going to go a little bit of a different direction just because I've met this person. I really enjoyed talking to him. If you browse YouTube at all for any Disney things, this gentleman's probably going to come up at some point because he does just about all of the most popular Disney voices. He does others as well, and he's recently done some voiceover work for some recent animated features. I think he's got one with Disney. He's definitely got one with a couple of other companies as well. But his name is Brian Hall, H-U-L-L. I had the pleasure of meeting him a few years ago at Indie Disney, and I spent about 15 minutes chatting with him. He is so funny. He will go into the parks and talk to the characters in their voice. And the character reactions to it are just amazing. They crack me up. I guess I'm kind of envious because I always kind of wished I could have done something like that, but I just don't have the voice of the talent for it. So if you're looking for a good time, if you want a quick smile on your face, if you want to laugh a little bit, check him out on YouTube. That's Brian, B-R-I-A-N, Hall, H-U-L-L. Just sit back and click through his videos. It's, it's a lot of fun. It actually helps me find some memories sometimes along the way. Things I forget. He does a really good job with it. So if you get the chance, check him out. That's a good one. I, you know, Disney voices, they, they instill with us. And I think that that takes us back to our childhood. I don't mean to be like sippy sappy here, but it's true. When you hear certain voices, you're like, oh, I know that. And it just, it pulls on our heartstrings in certain ways. And we don't ever grow out of that. So that's why they get voice actors that sound just like them. Because they want to make sure that they right. carry on those voices and that they can emulate what the original actor, voice actor did and uh, the same sounds that it, it, it's not an easy job to fill shoes of original no, act no. voice actors, but they do a pretty good job. They do a pretty good job of finding ones that sound pretty yeah. much like them. So it's great. I agree with you. And I don't mind you being sappy because I'm just going to confess <laughs> to everybody right, right now that, I'm a guy who has heartstrings that get pulled, especially where Disney stuff is concerned. Yeah. I sat up the last couple of nights and watched people taking rides on Splash Mountain at Disney World because I'm kind of sad to see it go in its current form. I'm yeah. excited to see what's going yep. to come. Check back on a couple of recent tours and you'll hear my thoughts on that. But it pulls at my heartstrings. Every time I walk out of the Magic Kingdom, and I know it's the last time I'm going to be there for a while, there's always a tear in my yeah. eye and possibly running down my face, and I'm not ashamed to say so. Those of us right. that are true Disney fans, take it to heart. It's a part of who we are. That's right. I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> not ashamed of it. So, until, you know, I just, until they stop doing Disney films or stop pulling at our heartstrings. We're always going to love those Disney voices and we appreciate it. And I think that was part of Walt Disney's goal the whole time was to help us all connect with and even make new memories as families, Absolutely. you know, people who yep. spend time together. 
That was Walt Disney's desire. I love the fact that they used to put the classic animated features out every five or 10 years for people to see in the theater. I got to take my kids. That's right. To go see some of those when they were younger because they were still doing it back then. And now we still go because we have a theater here in town that during the summer would do classic movies. And they usually try to work in at least one or two Disney movies. And we will almost always go see those because we love them. It helps us to connect as a family. It it brings back memories of when they were younger and helps create memories moving forward. So welcome to the Disney fans. Well, Mindy, it's been great to have you back here with us. It's really good to, to talk to you again. And I just really hope things continue to improve on your end. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I'm so happy to be back and glad to we, we got too. to do this for sure. And that'll do it for this tour of Disney conversation, folks. Hang around. We got some good stuff coming up. Bye, guys. It was sure good to reconnect with Mindy, wasn't it? It's our hope that she will be able to join us more frequently as life returns to some sense of normal for her and her family. Now, I need to go cleanse my mind of all the Disney voices that are stuck in my head. And I also need to start working on our next journey. For Mindy Muir, I'm Magical Matthew Wallace. Thank you for listening to Disney Conversations. And we'll see you next time. PTFN, ta-ta for now. <laughs>